Welcome to another edition of the Hammer High School Sports Podcast. I'm Jared Chesilitis. The podcast brought to you by The Athlete, your specialist in team equipment and uniforms since 1978, selling all high school awards, jackets, and spirit wear. The Athlete also offers game balls, whether it's football, basketball, baseball, soccer, volleyballs, all the official sizes for your game, the Athlete 2424 Teal Road. Go see Joe and company. They do such a great job on all the hammer gear and everything, too. Uh, you got to check it out. They're their specialists in team equipment and uniforms since 1978. The Athlete over there, 24-24 Teal Road. Great week in high school athletics this week. was really impressed with the uh, Harrison girls basketball team. 101 points against Lighthouse CPA. Uh, that is amazing. McCutcheon had like 93 points in a game like on the same night as well. High scoring ladies teams out there. Exciting stuff. We got a great week of basketball as well this weekend. Uh, a lot of double hitters. Big inner city matchup with Jeff and Central Catholic. Remember last year, Central Catholic had to, at, at Jeff, they dumped that thing in from uh, underneath uh, their own basket, and it was like a quick two touch pass, hit the three pointer for the. Uh, for the overtime and everything, that was an exciting game. Looking forward to that rematch coming up here uh, on Saturday night. It's going to be a good one. All right, let's get into uh, our first interview here. Uh, nobody's been hotter right now than Harrison Boys Basketball. Uh, winners of nine in a row. They're rolling. They play great defense. Uh, the offense has got to step up a little bit more. I don't know if that is always going to be a winning formula for them, but anytime you can hold your opponents to a, as low a score as they normally do, it gives you a great chance to win. So I had a chance to catch up with uh, Coach Mark Reiner and uh, congratulate him. I had no idea what the success, uh, what has uh, predicated all the success. I don't know if they're doing something in practice, if it's a philosophy, but uh, they're finding ways to win right now. Well, I think overall our guys have done a great job of being consistent um we have a we have a team that can be pretty good defensively and for the most part uh day in and day out in practice they come and they work and they value both ends of the floor so the consistency of their focus their effort um and then applying those things uh on game nights has been as as they've been doing it at a pretty high level and uh thankfully we've been able to produce some results as, as a result of that you know, you guys are a little over halfway through the schedule. When we talked at the beginning of the year, you said this team was very deep. You were going a lot to your bench and everything. So what's the growth of this team been like from there? Have a couple of people maybe separated themselves to get more playing time? How's it changed from where you guys started at in late November to where you're at right now? Uh, you know, it's been interesting because we've had to deal with some injuries. Um, you know, you never really expect it, but you like to have the depth where you feel confidence when that's the case. So, I think we've kind of evolved as we've as we went through the the process of the year, and uh, when guys have had to step up and play more, they've done really well. Um, but I think the biggest key to our team is we do have depth. Uh, we feel like we have eleven kids who are capable of playing. We don't play eleven guys, uh, but if you know if you come to a game and you watch our guys on the bench, it, it's insane. They're they have a bench mob. They're jumping up and down now. They've started this thing on our bench where when we take a charge, they simulate a charge on the sideline. It's going <laughs> crazy. So I think the togetherness and connectedness of our group has really been special because we have some guys capable of playing minutes that aren't getting to play a lot, but they're still really into what we're doing on a daily basis. And um, I think when you're together for four long months, uh, that kind of chemistry and that that kind of uh, belief in each other really matters. I'm going to go ahead and assume it's a, it's got to be at least a freshman that has to take the charge when they simulate it. I'm just <laughs> that seems like an underclassman rule to me. 
I really didn't know anything was going on. Then I turned around Friday night at Kokomo and Max Jacobson, who is coming back from an ACL injury, is getting pushed by Marcelo Tiso, who also has an ACL. ACL and they're getting caught by their teammates and going nuts. And I, I just burst out laughing. I thought it was hilarious. And at the same time, you're like, what are you doing? You guys are supposed to be getting better. Don't do that. Poor mom someplace watches like, oh, my gosh, no, don't need to go through all this stuff again. Uh, we're talking with Mark Reiner, head coach of the uh, Harrison uh, Raiders. Uh, they are 12-2 on the season, winners of their last night. Let's go back to uh, Saturday night. You guys get that double OT win in West Lafayette. Uh, you were telling me that uh, a little bit before we went on, you need a little bit of luck to win that one. But uh, go back to that game. How do you guys end up pulling that off? And what does a win over a uh, just – can't even call it a crosstown rival, down the street rival like West Lafayette. What does that mean to the program? Uh, it certainly means a lot. Uh, it's a it's a game that everybody invested in. That game it means a lot to them on both sides. I'm not sure there's two programs in the area that have more respect for each other than than us and West Side's basketball program. Uh, but the the one thing that I think it means to us in that specific game was we were able to experience something that we really haven't experienced all year, especially during this winning streak, was they pounced on us and we weren't prepared for the physicality and, and we, weren't, we weren't ready to go in that situation uh, because they were all over us and they were more invested in the game in the first half and, and we had to respond. So I think that was a, a, a great thing. Uh, for us to go through, and then, you know, of course, you get into a double overtime game, you know, a bounce here or there is going to be what decides the outcome. Mm-hmm. Uh, they missed some free throws that I'm sure they're lamenting that, you know, they ordinarily probably wouldn't have missed to give us a chance in regulation. We make a huge three with a minute to go to cut it to one, and Jordan makes a shot to get us into overtime. And um, so I think. You know, it, certainly that game could, could have turned out either way. We were fortunate it went our way. But having to regroup down 10 at halftime and just get ourselves into the fight, I think, is something we can take with us and, and learn from. Coach, you got the number one defense in the NCC right now, uh, just 46 points per game you guys allow. That's pretty darn impressive. Uh, the offense, though, only at 58, that that really sticks out. We talk about the top four or five teams in the conference. Uh, is that... Is that still a sustainable formula once you get into sectionals to uh, to, to be able to get out, or do you have to find some more offense on average every night to uh, to advance? Uh, I think it's sustainable. It's certainly not. We would we've talked a lot with our kids about where are the hidden opportunities for us to increase our scoring, and you know if we can improve five percentage points at the free throw line, if we can eliminate, we don't turn it over a lot. Uh, but it's an area where when we've played our best, we've been down in single-digit turnovers. If we can become that consistently here in the last six weeks of the regular season, we shoot over 50% from the floor. You know, you translate four extra possessions. You know, there's four or five points that we're going to get. If we increase our free throw percentage, there's a couple more points we're going to get. And the way we're capable of defending, I think, if we can make those offensive improvements, um, and continue to defend the way we have, that's going to give us a pretty good opportunity no matter who we play. Um, now we actually have to go out on the practice floor and make those improvements. And this is a group that I think is going to be dedicated to trying to do that. 
Coach, I know last year you guys only won 13 games, but you guys are uh, well on your way to eclipsing that. Sometimes I get concerned about teams that are not used to winning traditionally. Uh, it, it can somewhat be... Uh, with it being such a newer phenomenon sometimes to some kids, I feel like they can get complacent. So now that you guys have about uh, a little over a month left, how do you keep them focused down the stretch? Uh, I think these guys are kind of unique because uh, while it's true we haven't had teams that have wanted a, a real high rate, you know, our senior class, we have six kids in our senior class that their entire high school career we've had winning records. So they're not by no stretch of these guys expect that, oh, my gosh, we didn't know we could, were capable of doing this. These guys have really high expectations for where we're going, and, and I think that's filtered down to each each grade level, each team within our program. We expect to go win when we play, and and we're trying to build a culture where that's what we do. So we try to reset each week and say, okay, now where are we going, and, and, and get our kids to buy into the plan that we have and, and it becomes our responsibility to try to stay consistent doing that. Coach Mark Reinert of the Harrison Raiders, uh, they continue to roll here uh, late in the season as they build towards sectional seven, which is going to be a doozy with them. Marion, Jeff, just to name a couple. I'm also going to throw in McCutcheon in there as well. It's going to be an absolute dogfight, as it always is. It seems like everybody got restructured uh, sectionals, and you guys still got uh, – uh, <laughs> a street fight of one. What happened there? Uh, I think, well, over, over the years, you know, certainly the last six or seven years, uh, our sectional, if you look at the Sagarin ratings and all that stuff, it's been right at the top. Uh, there have been, we've had years where every team in the sectional had a winning record. Um, and uh, you tie in, you know, a lot of the local rivalries that are in it and you start playing you know, a team for a third time and that sort of thing. It's, it's tough. Um, everybody knows each other really well. Um, so it's going to be interesting. We just, like you asked earlier, I think our opportunity to spend the next five weeks getting better as we continue the process is our best strategy. You know, we want to be a better team, you know, the first week of March than we are right now. Coach Mark Ryder, hey, Coach, I really appreciate you coming. I know it's a day off for everybody, so I appreciate you spending a little time on your day off with me. Thanks so much. Thank you. Thanks for all you do for high school sports. And a big thanks to uh, Coach Reiner for being on with me here uh, earlier on in the week. Really appreciated that. Uh, this is the Hammer High School Sports Podcast being brought to you thanks to the athlete, your specialist in team equipment and uniform since 1978. I was really excited when uh, I turned on uh, Twitter earlier this week and I saw that uh, outstanding Harrison D. Lyman, Jacob Kane, had uh, made a commitment. He's going to take his talents down to Butler. I think it's great when uh, local kids are able to take that next step. I also think it's awesome when they kind of stay somewhat in the area. Uh, that Butler football program, that campus is so underrated. It's fantastic. I was very, very happy for him. But I had to hear about everything that went into that decision, so I caught up with him earlier this week and had a talk with him about it. So first off, congratulations. Congratulations on your choice here. You'll uh, it sounds like you're going to attend Butler University. So, kind of walk me through a little bit that decision. Why Butler, and just kind of take us through the process from the beginning of when you start getting recruited to to where you got here with that choice. Uh, yeah. So uh, earlier this winter, I kind of sat down with my family. We uh, laid out the schools that we were most most interested in, and uh, the three that we kind of focused in on in January, we went we visited. Uh, Butler University in Indianapolis and then St. Xavier up in Chicago or near Chicago. But uh, we went to Butler last Friday and 
my dad and I knew right away. You kind of, I kind of had that feeling walking out, like that's a school, and that's the feeling I was waiting on. People always said, like, "Hey, when you go to a school and you have that feeling, I mean, that's the one." So I had that gut feeling. That's what happened. Do you get nervous? Maybe if you go to someplace else, you start talking to some other people, and you're like, "I'm waiting for that feeling, and it doesn't quite hit in just yet." Is it like a just a real sense of relief when you finally do get it? Worried about maybe not feeling it at one point? Uh, yeah, 100. percent Like all the schools I visited before, I mean, they were all very nice schools, but I. I just didn't have that gut feeling, you know, but Butler definitely had that. And it's a very nice school, so I'm very, I'm really excited to go there. Was there something in particular that you thought, uh, you know, in doing this visit that really made Butler stand out for you, that, that gave you that confidence that that's the right place? Was it something maybe with a coaching staff, facilities, maybe location? Uh, what do you think really kind of separated from everybody else? Uh, yeah, the coaches are all very nice. They all talk highly of me and seem very interested, and I'm planning on going – the to the official visit later on uh, next week i believe but uh uh hinkle Fieldhouse, i mean that place is historic in so many ways but mm-hmm. everything so all the athletic facilities are based out of hinkle Fieldhouse, and that just i mean everything's super nice because of the basketball team and all the football facilities are very nice as well we're talking with uh, jacob kane uh harrison football now butler football here on the uh, wings etc hammerhead hotline uh, one of your assistant coaches, uh, Tracy Brown, I ran into him uh, what, just a couple of days ago, and right when you actually had made the decision, and, and I saw you posted on Twitter, and I ran in and said, hey, you know, Jacob had made this decision, and uh, he, he brought up something that I really didn't think of this about, because you, know, you had 11 tackles for a loss. I've known you as just being so good on that D-line, but uh, he says you are probably one of the best long snappers that he has ever seen. So is there a future in you doing some long snapping, and is that something you maybe you've discussed uh, with coaches at Butler? Uh, yeah, I plan on doing both there. Uh, maybe not the defensive inside right away, but, yeah, definitely they they think I can come in and make a run for their money for, on the long snapping deal because uh, they graduated three, the, their top three long snappers, actually. So they're needing some depth there, and they think I can come in and fill that role for them right away. Is that something else that uh, really appealed to you with the Butler choice? Is that you have a you could have a role your freshman year? Oh yeah, definitely. And since they're FCS, they go out and play. Uh, I think their first game of the season next year is South Dakota State, so that'd be awesome to go out and experience that. We're talking with uh, Jacob Kane here on the Wings Etc. Hammerhead Hotline, buddy. I will tell you what, it, it was such a pleasure calling Harrison games this year because it was just. The offense got way more dynamic, but the one thing that's always been consistent has been, I think, defense and the physicality that uh, I've seen out of uh, Harrison football. So uh, kind of go through some of the highlights of the season for you. What were what were some of your favorite moments, and what are some of the things you're going to carry with you the rest of your life? Uh, definitely that sectional championship game against McCutcheon. I mean, that was one I'll never forget. Uh, that was just awesome, watching Amarion run all over them, and then we were able to hold them to – what, seven points, I think it was. And then mm-hmm. the game before that, we played them 14, so that was awesome. It's a great feeling to blow them out like that both times. How do you feel the outlook is? I mean, you know that squad better than just about anybody else, so I know they're still returning to some uh, very talented backs and everything, but how do you feel like uh, Harrison football is going to look in uh, in the fall? Uh, this upcoming season, I feel like they're going to be – I mean, a lot of our skill players last year were under underclassmen, so, I mean, they're going to be very experienced, and I think they'll be – pretty set in the future. You know, you had the luxury of playing for uh, some very, very good coaches, including uh, Terry Peebles. Uh, talk a little bit about your relationship with uh, with him, your coaching staff, and, and what they mean to you. Uh, yeah, definitely. All the coaches at Harrison are amazing, and I couldn't have asked for anything better well, uh, my time there. But uh, uh, 
Sorry, what was the question again? <laughs> I, just, I, just, I just want to know about your relationship with your coaches. Oh, I mean, yeah, there, yeah, there yeah. has to be some... To, to have the success that you have on the field and how they have it as a team, I mean, you definitely have to have a strong bond with your coaches, I think. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Sorry about that. Um, coach Peebles, I mean, he's a great coach. And, I, I mean, I really couldn't ask for a better head coach because, I mean, he, he knows where we're coming from because he's been through it with the uh, recruiting process and everything. Like, I mean, he has all of his connections. I think he actually knows a, a lot of the coaches at Butler and... Uh, so, I mean, that really helped him having all the college football connections that he does and all his knowledge of the game. You know, did you know that he used to rock a visor uh, back on his helmet way back in the day? And I didn't realize they had – I thought he was old enough to where they didn't have the shaded visors. But I think he was the originator of that. Have you seen that before? I did not know that. I'll have to I'll, find I'll, a picture of that. I'll send the picture on it. I'm sure I got it someplace on my phone. I'll make sure to send it back over there. You can have a little bit of a all chuckle right. at it. Uh, <laughs> Jacob Kane uh, getting ready to uh, make his commitment uh, down to uh, Butler here. Uh, get ready for the official visit, but uh, felt like it was uh, it was good enough to uh, uh, go ahead and uh, commit. But uh, give me a, a player or two you think I need to keep an eye out for next year for Harrison football. I always like to get you know get the inside info here. So make, can you make me look like a genius here and give me a name or two that uh, when I throw out in the fall here, uh, people are going to go, wow, Jared actually knows what he's talking about. Yeah, I mean, the two that you obviously have to have out there are Marion and uh, Marcel, but mm-hmm. on the defensive side, uh, look out for Thomas Urban and Tyler Bell. Those are my guys. Okay. Yep. All right. Yep. That's that's what I need to know. Well, hey, Jake, I couldn't be happier for you, man, because uh, every time I get to talk to uh, Coach Peebles, I mean, he just I, – I, he loves you guys so much. He loves to brag on you guys so much, and uh, all the coaches really do whenever we come out to Harrison. So uh, I think you guys are uh, really, really fortunate. I'm excited that you're able to stay somewhat local, go down there and play at Butler. And, uh, man, I couldn't be happy for you. Thank you so much for taking the time, bud. Uh, best of luck, and uh, you, uh, you enjoy that official visit here in a couple of weeks. Yeah, thank you very much. Yeah, big thanks to Jake for making some time for me. I really do appreciate that. Again, always great. I don't catch everybody's commitment, but I did catch that one. Uh, I know how great of a player he is, how much of a great guy that he is, according to Terry Peebles. So uh, great to have him on the podcast. So uh, we know Harrison basketball is pretty hot, but uh, also really hot right now, Lafayette Central Catholic Boys basketball. Winners of their last eight. We thought they were going to have a little rough go of it, especially early on, getting their football players in and uh, acclimated to the basketball system. And yeah, they lost two games in the city tournament, but they lost their, or they won their last one. And then they've been on a heater ever since, including a dramatic 56 to 54 win over Andrean last week. They've got traders. Point Christian on Friday, Jeff uh, over at Crawley on Saturday, so a big weekend for them. That's why I caught up with Coach Dave Barrett to talk to him about it. Big one over Andrean the other night, 56-54. to Well, that's cutting it pretty darn close there, Coach. Kind of walk me through that game on Saturday, how you guys were able to uh, pull that one off. Well, it was a strange game. You know, we got the tip and scored the first two points and then fell behind 13-2. to Things didn't look good, but hit a couple shots to end the first quarter and then played well in the second and third quarters to build a, I think we had an 18-point lead at one time. And then it all went away in the fourth quarter. They got hot, we turned it over a few times, and they they tied it with 30 seconds to go, I want to say, and came down to the wire, and Clark Barrett uh, got the ball to the top of the key and made a nice move and drove to the basket and laid it in with about three and a half to go. And then they kind of missed a desperation three for us to hold on. So it was a wild one. Do you appreciate those kind of wins do you feel like to to make a run in the tournament like you uh, guys did last year that you need a win like that to where it's real close a little uncomfortable there's that pressure do you learn stuff from that is that a necessity for a great team yeah i think so i mean it's if you blow everybody out and then you get in a tight situation 
sometimes don't know what to do because you haven't been there. So games like that do prepare you for the tournament. Um, we can learn some things in that fourth quarter. We did a lot of bad things to, to let them back in it. Hopefully we can learn from that to figure out how to put a team away instead of letting them crawl back in. So, yeah, that was a good game for us. You know, last time I spoke to you, uh, we had talked about trying to integrate your football players because uh, they had such a fantastic run to win in the state championship. But, you know, it bumps into basketball season. It takes a guy, even though he's in football shape, not necessarily in basketball shape. It's a little bit different. Uh, but it seems like you guys really haven't missed a beat. Talk about uh, getting them up to speed, what that process has been like, and uh, I'm sure you got to be impressed with just how well your team has played while you got those guys acclimated. Yeah, you know, that, that first week is always tough because we're, we're preparing a handful of guys to get ready for, you know, the games in the JNC, and the other guys are just getting their first practices in, so you're trying to figure out how to how to get them some practice time and then get the other guys ready for the game. And the first week, they, you know, they don't get a lot done with our, you know, the, those guys don't play with our starters because we're getting the start, you know, the other guys ready for the game. And it's just a tough week. But then, the, you know, that second week we were able to, you know, we did. I think we played Saturday night, so we had five days to get ready for that next game. And that that preparation time kind of got got them ready. They still weren't in great shape, but at least they knew what we wanted to do. And, and then since then we've had – you know, a lot of time to get them in shape and acclimated with the other guys, and they're, they're playing pretty well right now. We're talking with uh, Coach Dave Barrett on the Wings and Center Hammerhead Hotline, Central Catholic Boys Basketball, a big one for you guys on Saturday. I don't think uh, anybody would dispute that uh, Jeff is the uh, best team right now in the city. I mean, they, they won the uh, the city tournament, and uh, they've, been, uh, they've, they've looked very, very good. They can score a lot. How, how do you tackle a Goliath like that? It's going to be tough. You know, we're going to have to be ready to play. We definitely have to bring it on the defensive end, but we're going to have to be better offensively, too, than we have the last couple of weeks. And we're going to have to score points to stay up with them. They've got several guys that can put up 20. I know they've had at least four guys, I think, score 20 this year. And then their fifth starter, Ashton Beaver, he put up 20 against us last year in the JNC. So they got five guys that can, they can put up a lot of points, and they're tough to handle. We just got to figure out a way to slow them down a bit. And then we have to take care of the basketball, make sure we get shots every trip down the court to, to be able to stay up with them. Now, you guys have hit the halfway mark here in the schedule. This seems like a good time for a litmus test like this, doesn't it? It does, yeah. I mean, we, we haven't played great, and I, I know we're going to get better, and we need to get better this week if we're going to have a, an opportunity to give them a good game on Saturday night. But it, it's definitely a good test for us. They're one of the top teams in the state. And it's kind of let us know where we stand and what we need to work on. Speaking of what you need to work on, like I said, you guys are hitting this uh, halfway part. Uh, what do you think on the back half of your schedule, what's the focus going to be? Is there a, a buzzword? Is there a certain aspect that you want to focus on to get this team better in time for sectionals? No, I don't think so. I think we just need to practice hard every day and you know, and come ready to play every night. Don't take anybody for granted. Come to play every night, get better every day in practice, and, you know, We've got to do a better job of taking care of the basketball. That's our main problem right now, I would say. We get careless at times and, and you know, some unforced turnovers that we shouldn't have. we just got to do a better job. I, mean, I think we've got guys that are old enough that have been around that they can do a better job. And it's just a matter of doing it and doing it in the big situations and then knocking down free throws as well. So, you know, against McCutcheon, we played really well, but late we couldn't make free throws. And then Andrean, we played really well at times, but couldn't hang on to the basketball. So, Put those things together, you know, learn how to 
learn how to win down the stretch and, and take care of the ball and put teams away instead of letting them crawl back in. That that would be the main thing right now to concentrate on. I think when you have such a great run like you did last year, uh, inevitably this team is going to get compared to that one. So uh, if I said halfway through the year last year where that team was at, halfway through this year where your team is at, can you compare the two? Are you behind or you were uh, they were at last year? Kind of compare them for me. Yeah, I think we're we're pretty much in the same place we were a year ago. You know, it's mainly the same guys. Yeah, we lost a couple seniors from last year, but the guys that are playing for me now played a lot last year, and and we're we're pretty much on the same path. So, just got to continue to get better, and you know, it's all about March. So they they know that, and they're preparing for that, and we just got to continue to get better every day. A lot of experience on this CC squad, looking to make another run as they uh, hit the turn here. And again, a big one against Jeff on Saturday. Not discounting your opponent on Friday night, but uh, I'm sure the, 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 this is the type of matchup on Saturday that gets folks in the city talking, doesn't it? It does. It does. Yeah, we've you know we've had a good season so far, and so is, so is Jeff. And I think both teams are looking forward to it, and you know the fans are looking forward to it. And it should should be an exciting atmosphere, and I think both teams will you know give it their best shot and see what happens. I know I'm excited for it. Uh, that's Saturday night against Jeff. Coach Dave Barrett, Central Catholic Knights, boys basketball, uh, currently ranked uh, fifth right now in 1A and uh, continuing to move up. Coach, hey, thank you for your time on a Tuesday. I really appreciate it. Uh, best of luck this weekend. All right. Thanks, Jared. Appreciate it. All right, that'll do it for us here on this week's edition of the Hammer High School Sports Podcast. I want to thank you for listening. I want to thank the athlete, your specialist in team equipment and uniforms since 1978, selling all the high school awards, jackets, and spirit wear you need. The athlete is also offering game balls, whether it's football, basketball, baseball, soccer, or volleyballs, all the official sizes for your game, the athlete, 2424 Teal Road. Enjoy your weekend. We'll see you back here next week.